14. And so I want you to turn to Romans chapter 14, verse 23. And uh, we kind of talked about this last week. You know, the, the, here, there, there's a, in, in chapter 14, Paul's talking about the strong and the weak. And he's talking about people that, um, the strong being the ones who have received you know, Jesus. All, both of them have received Jesus, but, but they have entered into um, freedom. You know, before in the Mosaic Law, if they were Jewish, they would have um, different laws. You couldn't eat this. You had to worship at this time. And, and, some, and a lot of those laws were done away with with Christ, that there was freedom. And, and the strong, that he was saying the strong, had freedom. They, they understood the freedom they have, the liberty they have in Christ. They loved Jesus. They're not trying to sin. They're not trying to, to get out of things. They're not trying to compromise. They're, they want to go with, with the Lord with all their heart and everything, but they know they have freedom to eat meat, drink drink, or worship on certain days. And that's what they were dealing with. But you had the weak that were dealing with, no, 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 we don't feel like we should do that. We don't, we don't, we don't know. And Paul's saying, listen, you have freedom. But, and so that's why he's calling them in, that, that they were the weak ones, that they haven't really entered into that revelation. But in the, all of it, Paul said, neither should judge one another. Because both are doing it as unto the Lord. Both are doing it in faith. And so, and that's the key. And that's why I'm bringing it back into our situations here. Uh, most of us aren't from a Jewish background. Most of us, I know here, are from what we call a heathen background. You know, we didn't know anything about the Bible, right? We came out, we got saved, we got dunked, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and we were, and, you know, reprobates. You know, we didn't know anything. We were sinners. And, uh, but, but, but now there's some things that how we are led by the Holy Spirit. And I talked about one way, and that is alcohol. And is that um, it's not against the Bible for you to drink, right? And it's, it's not. The, it's clear in the Word that it's okay to drink, but it's not, it's not okay to get drunk. It's not to be in too much wine, it says. It's, it's not okay to be partying or act like you need it to have fun. Those type of things can be, be wrong. But it's, not, it's okay for you to have a drink. But for me, I don't, and it's okay for a pastor to drink. It's okay for an elder to, to drink, but not to be given to too much wine. But for me, the Holy Spirit has led me not to. And the reason he's led me not to, and I've, I've given some examples because of the stress of my job. I don't want to be running to wine. I want to be running to Jesus, you know. And, uh, and because of I pastor a group of people that some of you have had issues with with alcohol, and I want to support you in it, that you don't need alcohol anymore, that you can live a life that's full without alcohol. But that doesn't mean for those who have liberty to drink, it's okay for you to drink. I don't judge you at all, so don't hide your drinks when I come to you to table and spill it all over everybody, you know. <laughs> so there's liberty. The thing about it is we don't judge one another, right, in that area. And so, but we all do it in faith. I do what I do in faith, and you, if you feel at liberty to drink and have a beer, or have wine or whatever, and you do it in faith. And so Paul say here, says here, Romans chapter 14, verse 23, he says, but whoever doubts is condemned if they eat. So he's saying here that now if you eat something that you feel in your, your conscience, your spirit man, that the Holy Spirit is saying you shouldn't do, and you do it anyway in doubt, it's wrong, it's sin. To you. So if I were to go out and have a drink, it would be wrong for me 
Not because it's unbiblical, because the Holy Spirit told me not to. I am being led by the Holy Spirit, right? Okay, And I can't do it in faith. So he says, whoever doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Now what is sin? Sin means missing the mark. Sin means that I'm out of the will of God. Okay, sins, And a lot of times we think about sin as always being this big issue of murder or adultery or, or for, uh, pornography or all that kind of stuff. But it, it is. But sin can, can just mean that you're doing something that's not in the will of God. Sin could be moving when God said no. Right? Sin could be taking a job that he says, no, this is not for you. That could be sin. That's missing the mark. And you'll find out later. I remember one time when I was uh, 19 years old, I, had, I was the youngest person in this Bible college, and I graduated when I was 19 years old. That was a two-year Bible college. I've since gone on and got my degree. But um, when I graduated at two years of this Bible college, that's all they had, I, I went on and I was ready to go. Be a youth pastor. Everybody said, Sean, you're going to make a great youth pastor. And, uh, and I believed them. And, uh, and so I went out and and I was, I, they had these, I had pastors looking at me, you know, tr- thinking that they were going to hire me, but I wasn't married. I was 19 years old. They did not want to hire me at all. I was turned down, turned down, and turned down until one place said yes. Well, I'm thinking, if it says yes, it must be God. Boy, was I wrong. And, uh, and everyone around me told me, Sean, you're not supposed to go, you're not supposed to go. And I said, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm 19 years old. I know everything. And I uh, didn't listen to them. I didn't eat. Is Lisa in here? Okay, I didn't listen to Lisa. She was right. I was wrong. Don't tell her I said that. But anyway, um, and so I, I went up to, and there was a place called Ironwood, Michigan. How many of you guys know where Ironwood, Michigan is? I didn't either. It's like Mars. And, um, and so I go up. It's on the UP, Upper Peninsula, of right near um, uh, Canada. And, uh, uh, and uh, Wisconsin. So you go across the border up to the top where the uh, Great Lakes are. and It's right there. So I'm, I'm going in my little Dodge Colt and traveling over there. And as soon as I cross the line, the border, there's a rest stop right there. I had to stop at the rest stop because I had this something going on in the inside of me. It was like a warring going on in the inside of me. I knew it wasn't God. It's like something left me. And I was alone. And uh, I had the worst time of my life up there. And, uh, and so for, in two weeks, it only took me two weeks to quit, but it, it took me all summer to leave because I, I committed to the end of the summer feeling this way. And as soon as I crossed the border to leave into Wisconsin, it, peace just came into me. I just knew it was, it was, this was the Lord. And that's, and that's the thing. We, we have that in our lives, right? We have this warring that's going on in our lives, and we've got to understand the Holy Spirit is here. And, and, and see, let me explain this. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, but He is not sent to convict us of wrongdoings. Let me let that sink in for some of us. We always think that, that the Holy Spirit is, is convict me of doing something wrong, but let me tell you something. Conviction happens way before that. When you are being tempted, conviction is happening. Conviction is saying, believe. See, most people think he focuses on action, but what he's actually focusing on, he is sent to convict us of unbelief. 
Sin is certainly wrongdoing. Don't get me wrong. Sin is wrongdoing, and we need to repent. That means we need to change our mind, turn around, change our thinking about it. But when we are tempted to commit a sinful act, it indicates that there's something going on where we do not believe the Word of God. We do not believe Jesus Himself, and we don't believe about what's going on in our lives. It's really convicting us of unbelief. And so, the, so when we are tempted, we need to pause and wait and say, God, why, why, why am I wanting to do something I know I'm not supposed to do or I feel that is wrong? What is inside of me, my belief system, what's going on in my heart that says that I need that or I need to do that or I need to become that? And we've got to stop and pause because the Holy Spirit's mission is to convince us to believe, not to condemn us. John 16, 8 says this. Look at this. He says, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin. Now look what Jesus says. Because people do not believe in me. See, when you sin, when you do something wrong, and you know it. You don't need anybody usually to tell you about it a lot of times. You know this is wrong. When you sin, it's a, it's a belief system. You have unbelief. That's why Paul says in, the, in, in, in verse 23, whatever you do, do it in faith. Because what is not a faith is sin. Can you sin in faith? What, well, hold on here. Where faith, faith is where the will of God is known. So you can only have faith for something if you know the will of God for it. And you know the will of God is not shacking up with your, your lover, right? Jesus told me this. No, he didn't. He didn't tell you that. The will of God is not to go rob a bank, right? Sean, I'm Robin Hood. I'm supposed to rob from the rich and give to the poor, and I'm poor. No, that's wrong. You're not going to believe I've heard that before. See, you, you have to have, be able to have faith for something. The Holy Spirit comes to convict us of sin, but it doesn't mean He convicts people of the wrong things they do. He's convicting us of sin, of not believing in Jesus. So conviction happens at the time of temptation. When you start doubting, convicting is saying, Holy Spirit saying, why are you going to believe that and not Jesus? Why are you going to believe that is right and not what God's Word says? Conviction happens then. It's about unbelief. You know, we believe in Jesus, we believe in everything He's done, but unbelief is the root cause of every act of sin. Our sinning is a fruit derived, derived from unbelief. Is that, that I decide that I need something else besides what God said. When we feel the pressure, and that pressure is applied to us to doubt what God tells us, we've got to remember that, that what the Word of God says. You know, the enemy's going to attack you. You know, Jesus went through this, you know that? In fact, Jesus' temptation in the garden, I mean, in the wilderness, was all about unbelief, about not believing what God says. And look at look at this, Matthew chapter three, verse sixteen. It says this: As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at the moment heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting, alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, "This is my Son, whom I love; with him I am well pleased." So at that moment right there, Jesus is telling Jesus, I mean, God is telling Jesus, the Father is saying, you're my son, I am well pleased. 
And, and then he goes in in chapter 4, and he's led into the wilderness. Jesus was led, in verse 1, by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are, look what he's tempting in, the Son of God. If you are, it's all about whether he believed what God said or not. And if Jesus didn't believe what God said about his identity, it would have been a totally different story and we all wouldn't be here right now. He had to believe in God. Have faith. That's what Jesus says. Have faith in God. The test was designed to see if Jesus believed what he had received. See, when you or I believe in Jesus Christ, we get born again. We love Jesus We believe that He died on the cross. We build a relationship with Him. We're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Guess what begins to happen? We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we need to believe that. What what temptation tries to get you to do is believe that you're not. That you're some sinner. But you're not. You are the righteousness of God. Not because of the works you did or anything else. You are right standing with God all because of what Jesus is. All Romans is about the grace of God, about that. And so Paul's saying here that you've got to do things in faith. Hebrews 4.15 says, For if we, are, we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, just without sin. How did he do it? How did Jesus get rid of that temptation Without, without sinning. How did he do it? Because he believed. How did he believe? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He meditated on the word of God. He knew the word of God. He studied the word of God. He chewed on it. You know meditation. Don't be freaked out about meditation. Sometimes we think it's some new age thing. No, it's meditating on God. It becomes new age when you meditate on yourself. Right? But it's meditating. It's chewing on the word of God. And when you chew on the Word of God, you become what you meditate on. If you think you're just a sinner who can never make it, who's never going to be perfect, guess what? That's where you're going to live. But if you think of it as that I am not perfect, but God is, and He made me like Him. I've been made in the image and likeness of God. I've been transformed. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Listen, you're not going to fall to that temptation any longer. Because you become what you meditate on. Unbelief itself is sin because it's unbelief in Jesus. Jesus, His Word, His Holy Spirit. That's why Romans 14, 23, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat. If you have doubt in what you're doing, don't do it. So you say, Sean, when you went up to Ironwood, Michigan, even it was for, for Jesus, even it was to be a youth pastor, um, was that sin? Yes, it was, because it was against the will of God. Thank God we have, a, have, a, have Jesus who is faithful to forgive us of our sins, right? When we do mess up. And I've been, been restored, I've been changed, I've, I, you know, God's, God's totally changed that. I learned a lot. But he says, if, if, you don't, if you doubt, it's condemned if they eat, because their eating is not in faith, and everything that does not come in faith is sin. That's why he took the strong and the weak, and he told them, don't worry about it. You're both doing it in faith. You're both believing that this is what the Holy Spirit said, and you do it in faith because you know it's the will of God for your life. You find it in his word, and you know it's his will. I find it in His Word. I'm going to do it. I'm going to believe. That's why I can lay hands on people because I know it's 
they can be healed because I, I believe it. I see it in his words. He says, Sean, well, you're, you're not completely healed yet. Who says that? I believe I am. My body doesn't know it yet, but it will one day. I'm still going to do it. I'm going I'm to do that. Galatians 5, 6, listen to this. says this. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision has any value. <laughs> he means outside it doesn't have any value. Nothing, this, this stuff. The only thing that counts is faith. That's believing in Jesus. Believing in God. Believing in His Word. Expressing itself through love. If you love God, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you follow me. If you love me, you do what I say. Amen? And I know that's all of us. And a lot of times we get into this place that, that we do get weak. That's why we need each other to help us. We need accountability. We need people around us. I understand that we, we're, we, we do get weak at those times, but you've you got to listen to the Holy Spirit because He's convicting you of your unbelief when temptation happens. And realize that that's going on. Hebrews 3, 12 says this, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Verse 18 says, And to whom did God swear that they would never enter the rest if, if, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they are not able to enter because of their unbelief. An evil heart uh, of unbelief. You think, Sean, I, I, my heart's not evil, but... But, but not believing in, in the things of God, not believing in Jesus can make a, just a little thing become evil. The, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine, the Bible says. So what we need to do is, is act on some belief and start stepping out in faith. Because it's Hebrews eleven six. it's impossible to please God without faith. So there's no question that faith is the key that unlocks the supernatural in our lives. That unlocks the blessing of God. You know, God dealt with this with, with Abraham. Abraham's faith to believe the Lord direction. To go into a country he did not know, and family he did not have. And he believed. And he believed for that son at a, at a late age. Even when his own wife was in unbelief, he still continued to believe. The Bible says in Romans 4, 3, that, that it was counted to him as righteousness. Not his works, but his belief. Him believing God. And see, we've got to understand that, and we've got to operate that in life, because, you know, we all come to this place where I was in Ironwood, Michigan, where I, I, I knew in my heart before I went that it was wrong. We all have that. You have that now. You have that now when you're trying to, you think, well, I'm, I'm going to buy a car. And the Lord says no. And you know that in your spirit, man, that's wrong. But what do you do? You go ahead and buy the car, right? But you have this war in inside. That's the Holy Spirit. You need to learn to listen to that. You need to learn to be patient and stop. When you have this warring to eat that Twinkie. Because what happens if you don't obey that that? that conviction that's in you, guess what happens with you? You get numb to it. And then you believe it, think it's okay. See, I'm numb to it. I, I eat Twinkies all the time. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Anyway. See, we got to learn these things because this is where, how the Holy Spirit works. And He wants to lead you. See, as a Christian, you know what the, you know what Christ, the word Christian was not, not put on 
believers till later, way later in our history. You know what, what we used to be called at, during, after Jesus passed away and rose again? You know what, what we used to be called, what, what, what followers of Christ used to be called? Called the way. We are called the way. Because it's the only way to God. But the, we are followers of the way. Did you know you're a follower of Christ? Jesus says, my sheep know me. They hear my voice and they what? They follow me. They follow. When Jesus went up to, the, to his disciples, not yet his disciples, and says, hey, hey, listen, if you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Do you think he stayed there to beg them? No. He walked off and they had a choice to make. Are they going to step out in faith and follow the man of God, the Christ, or are they going to continue to fish? And they laid down their nets and they followed him. See, it's all about following. Once you get saved, once you become a believer, it's all about hearing the voice of God and following him and, and listening to that voice. And see, we've got to understand that because there's a warring going on right now and you can't listen to what's on TV or on the internet as truth. You have to listen to the Spirit of God. And everything you do must be done in faith, knowing the will of God, because faith is where the will of God is known. And you've got to know that. Whether you buy a car, buy a house, go to a new job, whether, whatever you do, when you witness or, or not witness, whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit's leading you to do, you've got to do it by faith, because that's where the power is. That's where supernatural power is going to happen in your life. When you pray, you pray in faith. When you speak to someone, you do it in faith. When you, do your go, you go to work every morning, you do it in faith. When you eat, you do it in faith in Christ. When you drink, you do it in faith. But you do it in Jesus. Because faith is a key that unlocks the supernatural. So let me give you three things real quickly here. The first is the object of our faith must be Jesus. Not faith itself. Jesus is the author, Hebrews 12, 2, and the perfecter of our faith, right? So Jesus is everything. So if, you, if your eyes are continually on him, that you fix your eyes continually on Jesus, he is everything. A lot of times in the book of Romans, they were thinking they were saved, not because they had faith in Jesus, but because they had faith in themselves. They believed that they were good enough and they were doing the good th- works, and I'm being a good person, so that makes me saved. It doesn't make you saved. And Paul says, no, you did nothing. Your faith is planted in Jesus Christ and Him alone. So everything you do is by His will, that you know Him. Faith comes by hearing and hearing His Word. You know what His Word says. And you say, God, I believe in you. The second thing, faith is real when it, when it is strong enough for us to act on it. So when you put your faith in Jesus and it's strong enough to move you to do something, you know it's real. You know something's happening. You're doing it. You're stepping out in faith. James 2.14 says this, what, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of them says, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing to the physical need, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied with action, is dead. <clears throat> it's dead. 
We need to have faith and step out in that. But it causes you to action. Causes you to have action in it. You know, Lisa and I, we, we, we believe God has called us to Kansas City. We will be here until that call leaves. It I, doesn't matter. doesn't matter what happens to Cornerstone. doesn't matter anything. We are called to Kansas City. This is our home. This is where God calls. We have no family here besides you guys and my kids. And one of them married, is going to marry a Canadian and go somewhere else. <clears throat> Hope she's doing that in faith. Anyway, um, <laughs> but we're called here. But you know what? You can ask my wife. Over the 20, 20, what year is this? 19, 20, it'll be 28 years, no, no, 26 years, 26 years that we've been here to Kansas City, lived here in Kansas City. I've had multiple offers to go elsewhere. And I've, I've, could have, I've gone bigger, bigger churches, um, better things, bigger and better is not always better, right? But um, I could have gone somewhere else. Could have gone to Florida many times. Florida. <laughs> it snowed yesterday. Florida. <laughs> you're, you're feeling it, right? <laughs> They're from Florida. Anyway. Um, and, uh, but the Lord said no. The Lord said no. He said, I want you here. Could have moved by my family. My family doesn't understand it. Even though they're believers, they don't understand. Why don't we move over here? The Lord said no. So you've got to be in faith. But faith, there's action in it. And the action for us is to stay. Sometimes your action is, you think you always have to move. Sometimes action is just obedience and where you're at. It's to stay at your job. Right? Sean, it's hard, but what does the Holy Spirit say? Sometimes he says, get out, right? Sometimes he says, stay. There's going to be action. And the third one, it leads me to this. You know you have faith because there's peace in your life. There's peace in here. There may be warring up in here. You know your mind is not saved. How many of you guys have realized that? If you haven't, trust me, it's not. Your flesh is not saved. But what is saved is your spirit man. And you know because there's peace in here. There could be warring going on out here. There could, be, there could be warring going on in here. I've been there. But you've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. And do what He says. And you do it by faith. And you capture something greater. And you don't give up. And you don't stop. And you keep on moving wherever He moves. Whatever he does. Just like Jesus says, I don't do anything unless I see my father do it. That's where we're at. That's that's maturity, church. It's to be led by that. Not led by your feelings. Not led by your wants or your desires. But be led by Jesus. Because they know the end from the beginning. They know what's going to happen. They know what's going to happen there. And when we're in the will of God, that's protecting us from all that other junk. Because we give him control. Listen, when you got saved, I don't know if you know this, you gave him control. Now, you can take it back. 
It's not wise to do that. But you give him the control. So trust him to lead you. Trust him. Listen to his voice. Pray. And if you don't hear anything, don't do anything. Right? Keep on praying until you hear. And if you hear something, obey it. And you'll know there's peace in here. And there may be people talking around you, and there may not be peace out here, but you're going to have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And then your doubts are going to be settled. Amen? I love this. And that's what God, I believe transformation happens because of this. I believe we're in a place where transformation can happen when we step out in faith. You know, we've done that many times as a church. You know, we've been praying for this. Uh, do it. We, we were going to do this remodel last year, but we felt like we needed to raise money for Haiti. We're stepping out in faith. We step out in faith and giving. I mean, we have such a giving church. I know it's not easy giving your tithe, giving your offerings. I know it's not easy. But you do it because you know the will of God and you can have faith for that. That God's going to supply your need. It's not easy going and ministering to people. It's not easy coming to church on the morn- in the morning that you could have slept in. Well, you are, you're 11 o'clock. You did. But anyway. But it's not easy doing those things, right? But there's, there's a blessing in stepping out in faith. And hearing the voice of God and being obedient to Him, whether it's your eat or drink or your relationships or your church. Be in faith. So anything you do, you do it in faith. You've got to see that in your life. So I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. And I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, ask Him, where am I in unbelief? Maybe I've been stepping out not in faith but in unbelief and and maybe it's something that's caused an issue in my life maybe maybe it was drinking and i didn't do it in faith and i'm in trouble maybe it's um maybe it's overeating maybe it's um in relationships maybe i i I quit a job and went into another job because i thought it was good but it wasn't god just ask the Lord to see what it is. What is that? Now, there's no condemnation. There's no shame. But there is a time to say, yes, Lord, I, I see that, and I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me and help me out of it. And the great thing about God, He did, does that every single time. He's a good Father. And He wants to correct your walk. Correct where you're going. Correct your destiny bring you to that right place again.